everyone, my name is Caitlin. And I'm Wendy. And today we'll be talking about cringe culture. Yeah, so um, Caitlin, is there anything like you like that you think that is like kind of considered as cringe? Um, I guess in middle school, I started to get into K-pop and just Korean culture in general. And like, I feel like at the time I was getting into it, it wasn't super uh, wide stream. And so at the time, like it was considered cringy by other people. Yeah, like, um, I remember my friends in uh, middle school, they all didn't really like K-pop, I think because they didn't understand it. So, I remember one of them would always, like, make fun of it, and I remember having, like, a separate identity at school and at home, because at home I would, like, you know, listen to K-pop or, like, watch anime, but at school I would be like, oh, no, that's weird, you know? Yeah, so I think it's, like, kind of unfortunate that we have to, like, um, conceal part of our interests just because it's considered cringy. Yeah, so I guess, like, that's kind of our central question, like, why, what is cringe like what makes something cringy and like how do how did this like label come to be and like what are these effects of it yeah uh, do you have any other experiences of things being called cringy or any ways that it personally affected you um I guess like I mean these are really shallow examples of course but like I quite like anime mm-hmm. and I remember like uh I was like texting my cousin one day and he was like oh you have like an anime profile for discord uh, do you like watch anime and I was like yeah do you and he's like no anime is cringe and I just remember sitting there like okay, this is so unnecessary, why did you tell me this? But yeah, it's just, it's weird, right? Because it's like, these things don't seem to be bad or different, like, but it's some reason that, like, they're called cringe. Yeah, like, anybody could like anything, and then it's just your own interest, so why does it matter to other people? Yeah. To get a broader perspective of how people feel about cringe culture, we interviewed Johanna Sia, a fellow junior at Palo Alto High School. All right, so our first question that we wanted to talk about was, like, what are some things that you like that might be considered cringy? Um, uh, I would say, yeah, a lot of my interests can be seen as kind of cringy. I'm also, like, really into, like, singing, um, specifically, like, singing songs from my favorite animation, animated, like, TV shows, like, Steven Universe. Again, all of these have a bad rap now because, and now I feel like I'm embarrassed. But, like, I remember I was looking back today on some of my videos, and I found some of them from, like, when I first started my, like, Instagram music channel and I was like cringing inside because even though I know rationally that it's not a bad thing I can feel judgment looming over me so yeah, yeah so, this is a question like why why do you think I guess these things are considered cringy like they're basically like a lot of other stuff right so why are these specific things like considered cringy in society mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that's a really great question I think like the general idea is that we use cringy as a word to like maintain the status quo so if you're a little too extra, if you're, let's say, if you're a really extra theater kid, super enthusiastic, you're cringy. You're outside of the status quo, you're disrupting what's going on, um, and you're too much, basically. So to maintain that status quo of being nonchalant, of being chill, of not caring too much, we use cringy to label people and kind of, maybe ostracize is too intense of a word, but to kind of like put them aside and say, that isn't right and we're going to make fun of you for that. Um, and I think, especially with things like musical theater and acting, that's just a really solid example of people being enthusiastic, people being extra, people having fun. That's seen as something that's embarrassing. Yeah, and I think that's like really unfortunate because like, I feel like everybody has to experience some level of embarrassment if they want to get somewhere in life. Like, yeah, yeah. Like the actors or something, like they had, they were kind of embarrassing like theater kids at one point, but then now they're celebrities yeah that's a really good point i feel like with any skill or with anything um putting in a lot of effort putting in a lot of enthusiasm putting in a lot of time that is what 
gets you places and it doesn't have to be like making you famous but it does what helps you succeed and like everyone starts somewhere so even if you like to be good at something you have to start by being a little bit bad at it um and that again that can be cringy so like maybe like drawings from when you were younger if you look back you may cringe or like but really that just shows growth and like what you said you have to i guess do cringy things as said by society to improve and become a better person yeah and it's like it's so interesting because like I feel like, because cringe is like a feeling. It's like a feeling of embarrassment. But somehow it went from like being a feeling to just like being a label. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I was like thinking like, you know, like, I feel like a lot of animated shows, if people are like, oh, that's cringe because you're watching it. But it's like, why is that cringe? Like, it's just animated shows. It's not like making you embarrassed, but somehow yeah. like it's become a label anyways. I think another part of it is that a lot of people are very obsessed with judging other people's interests. And I think a part of it could be not just like maintain the status quo, but also just like projecting insecurities mm-hmm. um and i think especially like maybe this is a little bit of a different topic but especially with like teenage girls a lot of it is with control on what they like or don't like but also like kind of demonizing things that are liked by certain communities so maybe like things that teenage girls like like makeup or taylor swift those are seen as cringy because they're mainstream and they're like by teenage girls femininity is bad or maybe things like k-pop are seen as bad because there isn't as much like Asian media that's available in America, so maybe liking it can be different and weird, and thus seen as cringy. Mm-hmm. To continue learning about how cringe culture affects us individually, we interviewed Noah B about what he thinks about cringe culture. Initial question: Are there anything that like you like that I guess would be considered cringe? Oh, so many things. <laughs> so many things that I like can't even admit all of them. Uh, yeah, like, there are some animated kids shows that I like um, that would be considered cringe. I don't know, it depends. Being A lot of people consider different things cringe. Like, some people, nothing is cringe, and some people just doing anything in earnest and not as a joke is cringe. Um, and I try to be a very earnest person. Probably the most cringe thing about me is my laptop stickers. They're very bright and colorful yeah, and childish. Um, and I do notice people have a lot of questions about them uh so i think that's the most significant thing um and sometimes it's embarrassing but i i like them so i try to not let myself feel bad about them because i think they're cool Mm -hmm. um so i guess like if you're willing to share is there like how has like cringe culture affected you like is it made you less likely to like like something you like or do you just like keep liking things because that's like you know you like it so yeah i think cringe culture definitely shapes the way i behave i think i'd behave totally differently if it if it wasn't a reality and i think since since the beginning of time literally there have been expectations for how to behave and how to think and how to act and it's evolved with time and high school 50 years ago was the same in that there were expectations and there was stuff that's cool and not cool and i think what's changed now is that now there's the internet and so you can hear thousands and thousands of people declare something cringe or not cringe and so i definitely do go about my day and find myself vetoing like a lot of thoughts because i'm like oh it'll be cringe or it'll be stupid or i preface a lot of my thoughts especially if they're genuine with i know this is cringe but and i think that also especially for men like Uh, Men, particularly assigned male at birth, men that I know, um, it's very hard for them to be honest about their emotions. And when they do, like, I think labeling things as cringe is just 
in a lot of cases, a way for men to get away from interacting with things vulnerably. And a lot of men, especially on the internet, will call something cringe when it's just uncomfortable for them to deal with um, emotionally. And I think that happens a lot, especially at this age group when people just don't really know how to share their feelings. People will label something cringe if they're just embarrassed to be honest about it, or if it's a thing that personally makes them uncomfortable, uh, even if they don't understand why they're doing that. Yeah. And then, like, do you think that they kind of stop doing things that they might enjoy just because, like, other people perceive it as cringe or? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think there are, are a lot of people who don't try to do things because it'll be embarrassing or cringe or who don't admit that they like certain things because it's considered cringe. Um, like if you just are entertained by the wrong genre of entertainment or the wrong medium, or you enjoy shows or music or artists that are considered cringe. Um, and as much as I am strongly against cringe culture, I find myself participating in it a fair amount. Like I'll just casually catch myself making fun of some artist, even though I don't really have any reason to. Um, and I'll just be like, oh, it's so, so embarrassing to be a fan of like Ed Sheeran or whatever, when there's no reason for me to be saying that. So I, d I definitely do think that it prevents people from enjoying what they like uh, and then being honest about what they like. Yeah, and like, I agree with you a lot. Like there's a lot of like negative implications. Like I feel like sometimes like toxic masculinity, I think can tie in pretty well with cringe culture because like, you know, you're not willing to be, I guess, more effeminate because you're like, oh, that's cringe. Like, I can't do that. I have to be, like, strong and something like that. So I think that's, like, yeah. really interesting that you talked about that as well. Yeah, like, I totally... How do you think people should go about, like, not embracing cringe culture as much? Um, it's definitely a process, and I know that because I've been trying to combat cringe culture since I was started in middle school and it became on my radar of things I'm familiar with in, like, 2016. Uh, so I'm, I'm definitely, I'm passionate about not doing it, and it's, it's still a process for me, for sure. And I think it's impossible to get to a point where you never make fun of anything ever and never look down on anything ever. I don't think, it's probably, I, I bet like Mr. Rogers could do that, but I don't think anybody else can do that. But I definitely think there's a spectrum of healthier behavior or less healthy behavior. And I think you just have to pay attention to what you're doing. Like for me, it helps. What my strategy is to reflect on social situations when I'm not in the moment and think like, when I, when I made fun of someone for liking that, is, was I participating in cringe culture? And then I have to think about it. And some a lot of the times I realize, yeah, I was, and that's not beneficial. And I just personally don't wanna be that person. And so I'm trying to change my behavior and I think I'm better about it than I was when I was like 13, but it's still a process and I'm not totally there yet. So, I, I'm still working on it, and I think that just the best way to, to do it is to be able to admit when you're being a part of it and when you're saying something's cringe and you can't offer a good reason or it just it's just because you personally don't like it. Mm -hmm. And you just have to stop yourself um, and not say it again or, like, retract it after you've said it. Yeah, definitely. After talking yeah. with both Johanna Sia and Noah, Noah B, we came to the conclusion that cringe culture has many aspects that it affects, from animations to toxic masculinity. 
cringe culture can make someone feel ashamed of what they enjoy, thus making them lose a part of their identity in order to fit in. People may also fall under cringe culture themselves, scorning others for what they enjoy just because they don't understand something. As a community, we can come together and realize that nothing is really truly cringe. It's just a lot of us not understanding what other people like. Next time we talk to someone or we have a thought that might be harmful, we should ask ourselves, is this thing truly cringy or are we just falling into cringe culture? This is Wendy. And this has been Caitlin. And this concludes our episode of Cringe Culture.